0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Churros,
1: the Tacticus podcast. We are here on a Monday to discuss the first weekend back for La Liga after the new year. You know, discuss things like Barcelona squeaking by, holding for dear life against Huesca. As Ter Stegen said after the game, those are the games that win you the title. But you know what else wins you titles? Luis Suarez, and Marcos Llorente, and Atletico also coming away with a huge last-second win against Alaves, and hey, Real Madrid ain't going anywhere yet, so joining me, Kian Sabani, as always, is Diego Lorín. Diego, how you doing? Good,
2: man, good. I can tell that you prepped for this intro. You know, there's sometimes where we kind of wing it. Uh-huh. T- it's also the first time, I think, that I can remember in a long time that you haven't you didn't do your corny jokes as in who's going to do the intro or go ahead. And waiting, I forgot. Whatever. I forgot. Like you went straight for it.
1: I forgot and so, I felt so very I rude so you, about you, it.
2: You're coming with your guns uh, loaded and you prepped for this. So I'm 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 strapped in and ready to go for this ride wherever you want to take I'm it. I'm
1: sorry I didn't offer you the intro beforehand.
2: <laughs> as, no, uh, it's, you're right. It, I was just sitting there waiting. What am I going to answer today? And, and you just went straight forward. So
1: good. As George, as George always, George Casenza always says, the reach is important. You have to offer, even if you're not going to do it. You have to offer. And I didn't offer, so I'm sorry. Um, you know, this was also the the Seville Derby weekend, which, um, mm. which is one of the talking points, one of the many talking points, I guess. But you know, what was the main thing that stood out to you this weekend? Because you know, we had Real Madrid against Celta. Obviously, we had the civil derby we had we had Barca Huesca we had a very dramatic finish in the Atletico Alaves game and probably just some things off the top of my head I'm forgetting but where do you want to start actually Do you want to start with Barca
2: no I mean we got to start with the league leaders Atletico okay. um, because if anything if anything that quote <clears throat> that is obviously a quote that I'm referring to the Ter Stegen one you just mentioned. It's a quote that we hear many times. There's nothing new that he said, but I think it's more applicable to Atalays coming away with three points. Excuse me, Atlético rather coming away with the three points against their match against Alaves. Um and again cementing their you know candidacy uh, or I should say claim to this year's league title once more these are the games these are the those campos tambien these are the stadiums where you know that you win the champions or you end up becoming champions of la liga and i think that and and luis suarez scoring again uh the whole team just looking pretty well i would say all in all uh uh, from llorente to 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 carrasco what's noteworthy for me is that um uh, Joao Felix is, we're seeing him on the bench, right? So, uh, yeah. I asked you, by the bench. way, last time, I think he came off the bench. So I asked you last time if he was our MV or your MVP for the midway uh, season, midpoint season, midway <laughs> season of the midway point of the season. I don't know why I have such troubles co- pronouncing that. Have you noticed that? Like the midpoint, midway point. Is that how you say it?
1: Midway of point of the midway season. Midway point? Yeah.
2: Yes. Okay, I don't know why that is such a tongue twister. We all have a, our own things that we can't
1: time. we can't pronounce. I have I have a bunch of them. I have a huge list of them. So you're okay.
2: So, but he's kind of faded into uh, away from that. At least you know he, he came off the bench, and, and it's not the first time that we've seen him uh, uh, do so. So, but again, uh, all in all, I think you know uh, we're we're looking at the league champion, and and I thought their theirs was the biggest result of the weekend.
1: Well, he he. Him coming off the bench is is really more of a kind of a resting. I I don't think he's, you know, he's not being demoted or anything. And and I will say he did have he did have the assist to Suarez for the goal and a really really mm, yeah a pretty like just a cutback across the six yard box. And I just think this was an Atlético thing. It's nice to see them have the luxury to rotate. You know they didn't always have this luxury. They you know they always had a lot of players, but a lot of players in certain positions. But to have the the luxury of resting someone like Zhao Felix and then getting the uptick in performance from Marcos Yorente and putting him in this game. And Lamar, who's been great of late, Lamar has really risen into the season and has become an important yeah. player. He was great also in this game. Um, and he's really the one that kind of allowed Zhao Felix to come off the bench because he was playing in that kind of that Zhao role and, um, mm. and was an important offensive player. But... Um, I also will say, like, you know, from that left side again, Yannick Carrasco continues to be really good. And Llorente really himself, really who good. didn't get to play on the right side as much, he was kind of more of a central presence alongside Coke, still contributed to the mm. attack and obviously scored, and obviously Suarez was involved in that goal too. It was funny, we, we were talking about Suarez last week, was it? Um, or maybe it was Friday? When, when did we record? Sunday?
2: Saturday? Friday? It was a weird one, right? Saturday? It was no, no, it was Friday, it but was. it was a, uh, a holiday. It was the first.
1: Yeah. By the way, I'm just glad that the world is kind of like routines are back now. I was going to say world is back to normal. world is not back to normal. That how? <laughs> what a weird reality to live in to think the world is back to normal. But at least Monday, January 4th is like the day where like things... You start to realize what day the week it is again, kind of right, because the whole holidays are like yeah. I don't know what, what it is today. I don't know. Sorry. So like today, both kids went to daycare. My wife went back to work after a, a year of mat leave, which was like, I, that was. Oh wow! That's it's just big. nice to have That's that huge. normalcy. Yeah, that was a big that was a big uh, return to some degree of normalcy. So yeah, mm-hmm. when we were recording last time on Friday, we were talking about how Suarez had eight goals in eleven games, this is the most of. Yeah. The best of any Atletico striker since uh since Radamel Falcao. And now it's 9 and 12 and a game winner. His
2: second best, right?
1: Oh. I oh, I yeah, I think you and I were looking at it last week and, and also realized it was his second best, yeah. So now it's 9 and tw- 9 and 12 and uh the game winner comes in very timely. So fitting to start with the the league the 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 I guess the proclaimed league champions from by Tutosy Tacticas podcast. Although I think it was mostly your claim. I don't remember what I claimed. I I still think.
2: I definitely claimed it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's 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 actually amazing because when you look at the standings, you know, it's it's not only that Atletico are first; it's that they're at first with two games in hand.
2: Two games in hand. It's a yeah. That's the thing. It's a, it you look at everything right now, and I mean the fact. Uh, it was probably unfair for me to talk about Joao Feliz coming off the bench. It, it wasn't an, a hit on him. And it wasn't me trying to claim that Diego Simeone has less confidence in him. I j- just try to highlight the fact that other players, role players like Lamar, as you mentioned, are coming into their own. And, and they're just looking from front to back to the bench, looking like a championship caliber team where everybody, you know, in order to be a championship caliber team, you you need the players to understand their role as well. And I think even though we saw Joao Felix kick up a fuss at times when he was being substituted, mm-hmm. uh, at times rightfully so, I would say. I think he's also understanding that he needs to be rested maybe. Um, and it's good because we are seeing other players come out and, and come into new roles. Carrasco, I thought, was phenomenal. Yurente obviously, has proved that he's he's been excellent this season in, in his new final role, as is Lamar. Um, so uh, and and then you've got the midfield guys, the, your Cocosaos that that on you know when as I mentioned when they have their day, it's 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 a great thing to watch this team play. Who I still think in, especially with Luis Suárez, and even though he's, he's, these are prolific numbers for him and in I think Atlético's history, uh, I still want to see them score more goals.
1: <laughs> you, yes, but. It's Atletico, so I don't, you know, they've already had an uptick offensively and, you know, but this is, this is Diego Lorin, you know, he is, you are the standard of beautiful football it, and right. offensive football and everything, of course, all the good, the beautiful things in football that...
2: Tot, football total. Yes. So... By the way, shout out to our patron who asked for that article that I mentioned, where I mentioned that, um, you know, the science and the data behind... Uh, tiki-taka or football total or pep or barca dna style somebody actually uh, asked and i looked it up i passed it on to him. brendan i think it was oh, okay i
1: mistaken great No. Yeah. so <clears throat> speaking of football total mm. what is going on with? <laughs> nice barca? what is going on with barca <laughs> i wanted to yeah. lead okay it i wanted to very... lead with this actually okay i wanted to lead with something this was the most mortal I've seen Messi play in a long time, and I thought this was a good. This is, uh, you know, we can talk about Barca and the, and some of the the interesting tactical wrinkles against Wesca There are, and which there are. I was, well, maybe I'll just ask you because you know better than I do. Was there Messi criticism after this game? Or were people kind of avoiding no. it because it's like, you know, that's taboo. You don't you don't talk like that. You don't talk about him like that.
2: No, Messi Messi has gotten his fair share of criticism. Um, for, for his uh, off-field uh,
1: stuff, uh, yeah, but for his football, does he get... He doesn't get like, oh, this is on Messi. He doesn't get that kind of like well, attention.
2: he does. There, there, there's plenty of, of, of people that criticize him. You know, the, the typical phrase you hear is no sude la camiseta, like he doesn't sweat the shirt. uh es un pecho frío uh-huh. is, a, is a, you know cold hearted cold-chested sort of passionless um player on the pitch that walks that tr- you know it, it's plenty of criticism can't Okay but what I'm more curious to, to what what was what is your criticism of him against Wisconsin more curious I want an in that
1: Well his shooting just was not even close in
2: this game and his drug you, you're, that that ridiculous shot where <laughs> he seemed drunk, where he, he yeah what you're referring to that shot? Oh, uh, that that one
1: I that one that one was so bad that I just thought he did it on purpose. Like I thought like because it's not so. possible for Messi to do this. I just thought Messi was like that yeah. that was not intentional yeah. to me. And then. If it was, then well, we'll just we'll just put that in the low light reel as well. That one was okay. too. Sometimes the lie is too crazy. It's it's almost what's that what's that expression? If the lie the lie is so unbelievable, I guess you just believe it. That that was one. Of, that's what that was. Like that, what happened in that moment didn't seem real to me. So I almost just like ignored it. That was it. weird. Yeah, it was too weird to analyze. Was Cause, like, cause it was because
2: because it wasn't offside. That would have been a Sean on goal and a potential goal. So yeah, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. So, what, what his shooting? What other shooting? His is the fact that he still hasn't scored a free kick. He had a really good free kick. If anything, we got to give uh, props over here to um, Alvaro to Fernandez. Uh, Alvaro was Williams,
1: fantastic. Yeah. He he also had the point had y- point blank uh, save on Pedri in the six yard box. Mm-hmm. There was um there was he had another his work one cut out in this game. Yeah, there was at least two. There was at least three, just from my memory, and one of them was the yeah. Messi free kick, and then another one was the Pedri one. So I think yeah he deserves a he deserves a shout out. But Messi also his touches his dribbles were off. I thought he also his decision making was off, which is not something we say about Messi often. Like he does this thing over the years where he doesn't he doesn't make the obvious pass because it's Messi. He does something different. So like when Dest was wide open on the right, Messi would completely ignore him. But then you would expect him to cut in and do something. He would just cut in and lose it. And his his dribbling and passing kind of suffered a little bit. His Touches were off. So. Um, I don't. I, he also forced some passes into the box, which which didn't seem. It, it just seemed like this was a mortal version of Messi that we don't see too often. I I thought he was, I thought he was bad. Look, and and him being bad is a huge problem for Barca. Uh, yeah, mm. I I didn't think he was good. I I, I guess his one was so he, the he, one he, thing he, was he, he his assist to assist. De Jong. He
2: provided the assist. Yeah,
1: I mean mm. it was the he he hit a ball into the box, and I thought De Jong did. Mm. His finishing yeah, it was it was, was awesome. Like that was he kind of made that goal. So yeah, I don't want to say like Messi yeah. like set that up and it was genius and it was a nice pass, but De Jong had to do a lot in that position because he had to fight off two defenders, he had to bring the ball down, he had to he redirect it into the into the corner. So it was a it was a De Jong goal and a Messi assist, but you know, De Jong had to do a lot to make that a goal.
2: So it was th- a good pass. It was a very good pass. It was yeah. right to his foot, yeah.
1: So it wasn't but an underlying thing here is that Messi has underperformed his XG by four this season, which I believe is one of the league's lowest marks, if not the the lowest. And that just can't mm. happen in a Barca team that doesn't know how to score right now.
2: Mm. Uh, if you're talking about Messi' dependencia and Barca's dependency on Messi, it's that's been proven and critical over the years. And the fact that he's having his worst season in 15 years is obviously noticeable uh but for me the story is not so much Messi. i didn't think messi had such a big a bad game and, and you being somebody who more often than not actually is on the praising side of messi i'm kind of surprised and taken it back that that's your big story from this game who actually where actually it pains me to say because again i, I thought started out well and and we saw i was Pleased with Dembele, obviously being in the starting lineup uh, ahead of somebody else, and I was pleased with his performance. I was pleased with with Pedri's performance. Uh, very pleased with with the young, who I thought had a good game, and, and it's great to see him come out and, and be more, uh, I guess, uh, an offensive, offensively my mi- offensive-minded player, more determined as well to be a protagonist and and make those kind of runs, for example, but also recuperating well. Uh, so he's making his even Pedri is making defensively his present felt, which I know in in, in Kuman's system is is always co- of course very important. Uh, that I was rather disappointed with. Uh, didn't have an impact. The impact that I want, I would have hoped for. I'm sure he as well, obviously. Um, and yeah, not. Th- there needs to be more. Everything was going on Dembélé. Everything was going over uh, Jordi Alba and Dembélé over on the left. And and uh, I think you know when the players are having a good game like they were. I think Jordi Alba was having quite frankly a, a decent game as well. I agree. Then it, it, it's quite an. Sorry? I, I agree with that. And it's quite yeah. understandable. Mm. And the fact that, obviously, you know, West Cup packed their box as well. They played uh, absurdly defensive even for them. They're a side that is more offensive-minded and like to have possession. And the fact they were packing five, you know, a defensive line of five, a midfield of four, Uh, You know was very noticeable obviously makes the box very crowded and 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 it's difficult to be creative and you need those Explosive players like Dembele and Jordi Alba and Dest. really wasn't either being sought out or or he didn't take that initiative to be More important make himself more felt I guess his presence. So that was disappointing Um, But and then overall it just kind of like fizzles out and that's what again, like I said, I was was quite pleased with the beginning uh, and hopeful and, and you're kind of like, okay, well, let's see, you know In the end the objective the realistic objective at the end of, of this season, I think is now very You know, we all know and I've, I've mentioned it on the pod and that's primarily to finish in the top four uh, because again to reiterate a point that's often being discussed here the fact that or mathematically a team has never gone back after it's fallen back uh, behind by by 12 points of the liga leader i think that's not cut by 10 but but you mentioned yourself atletico have two games in hand yeah, so, which is one more yeah. than barca so it's it's right so uh, my my point being is is my, my, I guess my, my expectations are very realistic, and 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 uh, at this point, so the fact that we see Barca start well, you're like, okay, let's see if we can pick up a convincing three points, and the fact that it finishes off where you know Barça's is asking for the referee to blow the whistle in the 90 minutes to be over is is just again, it it leaves you with a kind of sour taste, right? You're thinking, okay, well. <laughs> Damn, like three points in the bag, yes, but uh, still, this this team went the 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 más a menos, right? From from more to less, and that that dip off, that drop off is still very noticeable, and it just continues to to kind of these concerns continue to haunt you throughout the season.
1: Yeah, I, I think the way this game finished maybe changed the discussion a little bit for me because I thought Barca. I agree with you. I actually thought Barca as a whole were pretty good. And I think there were a lot of positive things to come away. But I think the last 20 minutes were so frantic and hectic and Huesca were was kind of putting on some pressure and Ter Sagan had to make a couple of big saves. One of them, yeah. the one by the Rafa Mir flick in the six-yard box in the 64th minute. Yeah. That save was low-key, yeah. like, incredible because he didn't even know about it until the last second. He just sees it, like, come at him and he has to deal with it.
2: The other one... But those lights, and they, they were bothering him when Busquets already flicked it back in as well. <laughs> The yeah, he he made a reference to that, yeah. about the, fo- the, the, the focals, the lights, yeah.
1: Is that what he said? Interesting, because um, yeah. he, lights are no lights. I, like that play will become, kind of, it kind of become a joke because it was kind of a funny thing that happened, right? Busquets passes it and like, yeah. Ter Sagan's like, what the hell? But that is actually yeah. really difficult to deal with. And he had to deal with that and he did really well to just, he's a professional goalkeeper, so I don't want to compare myself to him. <laughs> But imagine like you or I, Diego, <laughs> you or I, right. like in that position and the ball is like just about to go in between the crossbar and our head and we have to like deal with that <laughs> and there's lights mm-hmm. in our eyes. It's mm-hmm. not easy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. second came coming up big in the last 20, 25 minutes or so, I think changed the discussion a little bit for me. So in the first half, what I saw was that actually Huesca... Defending with all the bodies that they were. And they had like nine defenders in the box at times. And 11 players in the defensive third altogether. Like every single player. Yeah. And even Rafa Mir was like basically playing in front of his own box at times. So even still, I thought they defended poorly. When you look at all the open open shots Barca had in the box. So you had the De Jong goal, which was actually decently marked. But then you had the Pedri shot but then you also had the Pedru header, which was a separate occasion. Mm. And like, how yeah. do you have that many players in the box and just leave two players completely free in the box? So I don't think their defense was also that mm. good.
2: Well, they're not used to it neither. He was a kind of experimenting, which is the big kind of surprise, I guess, even for the players Im- themselves that he, he came with a, an untested system really.
1: Oh, you, Huesco you mean?
2: Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Um, also, on that note,
2: not they like they asked him afterwards about his, his if he was scared about you know how he felt about his job security. He became very emotional and he openly admitted how he was scared to lose his job. Actually, he kind of begged and plead the management not to take any yeah, drastic decisions at this point. And and and, and, and you know if, if from from looking what they've achieved as well, I mean, luck hasn't been on their side. I think the football that they've displayed. Uh, has been better than than what the table is reflecting at the moment.
1: Um, so I I, do, I wonder where they that puts the discussion in for for Michel now after this performance. Like, can they look at the kind of the eye tests and separate it from the the results? Because I mean, overall, like this was they gave Barcelona a hard time by the end of it, and they barely lost. So it wasn't a terrible performance. Mm-hmm. I just thought like the way they defended, um, obviously, obviously wasn't great. Uh, it's just, it's interesting also to revisit Real Madrid's game against Quesca because obviously these, I mean, I'm sure I've watched them play sporadically, whether it was against somebody like Atleti or Real, but the game against Real Madrid, um, I don't know if how different it was. I'm trying to go back to my notes and see, but in that game, Real Madrid basically had a lot of U-shaped possession that led to just crosses to Ramos sprinting into the box. So I don't think Real did that much better against Huesca than Barcelona did from a pure performance standpoint. So I don't know. Um, you brought up that, I,
2: like you get, yeah. Alvaro still needs to get his props because even though yeah you know, he stopped Messi from at least getting two goals, yeah, uh, two three goals, and 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 you know you talk about Messi's XG being low and, and him having a bad game, but really Alvaro King. You know, there was a minute there, and I think in the 60th, uh, yeah, around the 60th minute mark, where uh, the little touch pass that might have been with Jordi Alba that sets up Messi really nice, you know, for that kind of left, you know, shot on the left post uh, or the near left post, I should say, and and he like Messi just sends off a rocket, and and he manages to stop it. So again, he he had a really good game.
1: Yeah, and let's be honest, like Messi aside, I think just pet looking at Pedri's two chances and also Dembele had a huge mm. one that also was saved big yeah yeah um that yeah, should have yeah. been like it sh- probably should have been like 3-0 or something for Barca
2: which is which is an what what makes it why makes it hard it makes it hard for me to kind of be so down on uh, you know Kuman and 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 this team at the moment and I know you know, people listening, and if I would mention this on Twitter, would just call me a Kuman fanatic, and it's not so much that. It's just you. You see the team. You see the chances that are created. We know that this team has been the team that has had the most shots on goal uh, since I think it was the last seven years. It's also the team that has underperformed the most, meaning they need more shots to convert goals in that that same time span, which is obviously not a good sign. But I just wonder, given. Uh, momentum given the current state of everything like you know kind of you can apply murphy's law to this team you know everything that has gone wrong will or could have gone wrong has gone wrong and 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 uh, if if you would just have that little switch of momentum where those kind of chances uh sometimes very clear chances do go in you wonder if this team would have would be able to at least go into a different mind frame and have a different, uh, uh, I guess, yeah, momentum and different results as well. Thereby, and and that is the question mark I have now. You know, it's uh, I think football is defined by such small details, right? And and part of those details are also whether a ball crosses the line, obviously, or not, and whether a keeper's in the way or a foot or whatever. Um, and you know, I don't know, I don't know, Kian, I don't know. Uh, if you think that, that maybe, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is this team as bad as we think? Or is there, you know, kind of, if, if it's just uh, shit luck really at the moment as well? Besides that, you know, can there, can improvements be made and do improvements have to be made? Absolutely. But let's not forget that this team is also without, you know, Gerard Pique, without Ansu, without a very important pieces to this team. And, and and players can't stop getting injured. Coutinho, who you can argue, well, you know, maybe it's a blessing that he's not going to play anymore. I don't know. Uh, but the fact that he is, out, it, it, it just shows that, that you know, Kumon is having to deal with a lot of players being injured in unusual circumstances as well for... So, it's uh, it's difficult. It's difficult for me where to put this team exactly. And I know, I guess I'm mainly saying that because the the thing trending now is Kuman out, and and I don't know. With given different circumstances, this team would have actually been able to get better results.
1: Yeah. Look, well, let's let's discuss that because I think there are things to be, I guess, encouraged by if you're a Barcelona fan. And one of them was. Look, it, maybe it's a bit ironic, but the, the podcast after we you talked about Football Total and all this, and uh, although that is probably every pod- podcast, so it's hard to say. Kuhlman <laughs> comes in with the 4 3 3. Don't remember the last time I saw mm. that, but one really encouraging mm. thing here was Usman Dembele, I thought, because, you know, for being really right. honest, Dembe- Dembele, when he's healthy, Bring something to the table that you haven't had since Neymar left, and he's not Neymar, but he probably the closest thing you've had to something like him on that wing.
2: He's a different kind of player, yeah, he's a
1: different kind of player, and I thought he operated really well both on the on the left but also yeah, kind of the left half space playing in the middle a little bit and um and I'm just. I also thought his synergy with Alba was pretty good. He was a good outlet. He, yeah. His runs on the counter were dangerous. Great cross to Pedri. Pedri's when big he chance. he takes in, off. Yeah, oh, yeah. and, and his, Pedri's chance in the box, the header, that was a great cross from Dembele. His passing was good. Absolutely. And uh, he was constantly making runs. I, so I, it was, there was an interesting kind of turning point with him, I thought. I don't know if you noticed this, but he has a really bad giveaway in the 49th minute because it was a big chance, and he, that was kind of his first mistake. Where mm. he has mm. a really heavy touch and mm. and it was a perfect it was a great opportunity. And after that I thought he his touches were a bit off and clumsy after that in general. I don't know if that he was loses just his me. mojo. Yeah, maybe mm. he lost his mojo in that moment. I also was curious to know, did you think maybe there was something wrong with the pitch? Maybe because it was so cold, something the touches were kind of off in general, I thought. Fa- I thought.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was yeah.
1: something kind of leg heavy about I don't know if it was something with the pitch, a frozen pitch maybe, I don't know. I just it looked cold and it looked like it looked a bit it didn't it was flow as well. I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So um so yeah, that that's anyway, that's my I thoughts. Think... Yeah. Call me a hopeful uh, you know, delusional optimist, but but I, do, I don't know. I I just feel like this team could do better if You know, that luck factor was a little bit more on their side. I feel that this team has been very unlucky. Uh, Uh, Not as unlucky as others, (laughs) that's for sure. Hashtag Valencia, hashtag a whole bunch of other teams, I guess. By the way, interesting, uh, uh, massive news, of course, with uh, Garitano getting fired from uh, Atleti Club Mm. uh, with their games in hand as well. I think they're, I mean, they're facing, uh, Atleti is now facing, Barca, Real Madrid, and Atlético, and don't know no exactly, think in that order as well for the next three games. Um, so it'll be interesting uh, to see what Marcelino is going to be able to do. And and, and obviously, you know, this is a massive task on his first three match days in charge.
1: I, I'm happy for Marcelino because, so I think this actually, this news broke during the Barcelona game yesterday, was it not? Because I just remember... Like,
2: yeah, it was. It was, in fact. Yeah, okay. of course. Yeah, because
1: so, I just remember uh, the commentator saying Garitano... Sorry, um, a Marcelino now has a job at Athletic. I was like, wait a minute. I had to think about that for a second. I was like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So happy to see him back. And Athletic were free... Fa- now. we were free-falling, but certainly, like, just there was something missing. They were They were lacking creativity offensively. And, again, transition defense wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And just things weren't really clicking for them. So I I let's see where this goes. Um, I have a couple of Real Madrid things I wanted to hit you with. Not necessarily right. related to Celta Vigo. But more oh, okay. of like big big picture things. So there's a couple of things. I mean, I today the biggest two things really are. Um, Kubo looks like he's going to mm. Fetafe. And, Fetafe, uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's... Uh, that's one interesting thing. A lot of Alaba noise today too, but let's just save that for if, if and when it actually happens. Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, I, I have some thoughts on that, but I, I just maybe a little bit premature to talk about it now.
2: I think so. Um, Cuba. More interested in Cuba, to be honest. What's that? That I'm more interested on the Cuba. <clears> the, the, him obviously leaving, uh, Emery and Villarreal, which I thought was going to be a match made in heaven. It's I've been stunned by this entire progress process and, and, and lack like pro- progress or lack thereof I should say uh, and him leaving for a team like Getafe which I think you know Villarreal would be much better suited for him uh, his style of football
1: yeah so similar th- sentiments so maybe to just do a quick timeline of this whole Kubo to Villarreal thing and how it happened and what was going to happen and mm. what happened throughout the whole thing what went wrong so Emery before this whole thing this whole loan thing became official was very high on Kubo, spoke very highly about mm. him, reportedly pushed mm. for Kubo to get loaned there. Kubo arrives, uh, and like his stint in Mallorca, it took he did not become a starter right away, nor did he play right away. With Mallorca, it literally took half a season. He was taking advantage of these like five ten ten minute cameos and it was clear in those five, ten minutes he was like their best offensive player. So eventually he just became an undisputed starter, rightfully so, because he was a great creator Great dribbler and a source of offense. With Villarreal, I thought, and many of us thought, um, that this would eventually happen for him. Like, he, eventually, he would work his way into the mm. team because it's cool. Well, this is how it works. You know, loan spells don't always start. Our new signings don't always start with the bank. Sometimes it just takes time, understandably. And obviously, it's Villarreal. So, like, when you picture Villarreal, you picture fast, free-flowing football, right? Like, quick counterattacks, all yeah. that. Like that, perfect. Put him on the right. Yeah. Let's see. Let's mm. see this thing work. So, I think a few things worked against him here, and in no particular order. One was that, you know, when we talk about Villarreal strikers, then, not now, just describing the situation then, we're talking about Paco Alcácer and Gerard Moreno, who, you know, you, you want to try to play both of them if you can, because they can both score, and Moreno can yeah. do even more than that. And so, he was, so Emery was doing this thing where he go Alcácer in the middle, Moreno on the right. Where Kubo could have been playing. And the other variable in this was Samu Chukwezi, who in a similar mm-hmm. position as really Kubo, good. right? And a really good young player. Can and in a vacuum, basically the same same type of player. Yeah. Maisie, winger who can create, who can dribble, who can shoot. And very well. Yeah. And so one of the things that happened was that that, that so that happened. So and then it was Samu who was coming off the bench over Kubo for a while. Now, wh- yeah. what was interesting is that whether it was Samu or Kubo who come on, it didn't seem like Emery liked either Samu or Kubo in the sense that Emery wants to have his players defend, and he he's very like, you need, mm. we need to make sure we mm. don't concede goals, you know and And neither Samu or Kubo were were good defensive players. Like Kubo has a long way to go to kind of sharpen his skill set. And just tracking Kubo all this time this season, a few things I noticed, these are the commonalities, and this kind of goes back to his Mallorca days. So when he, his initial touch on the ball is beautiful, like he he can turn in and out of space, like if he if the ball is coming, like a vertical pass is coming to him, and there's a defender on his back, you'd put your money on Kubo getting out of that situation really beautifully, and he just turns his defender, gets into space. From that moment, his final ball is is lacking. He doesn't make the right pass. And if he does, he underhits it, he overhits it, or he just gives it away. So that that part of it is lacking a little bit. The other the other two things, one is if he's being pressured deep, he gets a little bit uncomfortable, he loses the ball. And the third thing is that he doesn't really know where to be defensively. So those the, the third one mm-hmm. in particular is something that Emery really emphasizes. You know, just make mm-hmm. sure we don't concede goals. So and, and then, and Samu wasn't doing much better this season, so sometimes Kubo would be the preferred option. sometimes it would be Samu sometimes, and oftentimes it would be neither. Now with Paco Alcacer being kind of unreliable, just with uh injuries and stuff, and you never really know if he's going to be healthy or not and and all that stuff, part of me thought as unfortunate as that was for Alcacer, part of me thought that. Well, this could be good for Kubo, right? So you know, his right. muscle injury in December. Yeah, I I mean, he had he had mm. tendon problems in November, but also a big muscle injury since December seventh, which he's still out for. And um, and I thought, well, this is this could work because Moreno could go centrally, and you can yeah. put Kubo on the right. But um, mm-hmm. Fair Nino has been a revelation in a lot of ways for Villarreal. Yeah. And he just scored uh, he, on the weekend. In, too. in
2: the making as well. In the making, mm-hmm. yeah. So now they're already in last year.
1: Yeah, and oh, so, so now so. he's now he's being groomed into that into that role with Morano on the right. So it's an unfortunate thing, which makes
2: sense as well because they know that Kubo can can be checked out after the season. This is a long term project as well, where a player like Fernia, you know, yeah. uh, you know, he'll he'll be around for the ride, whereas Kubo, who knows where he would have been. So I I get that decision making as well, but you you explained it very detailed and very clearly.
1: Yeah, and all of that. Look, that's why these two year loan spells have always. It seems like have worked better than one year loan spells because the club feels just a little bit more invested because it's yeah. a two year thing rather than a one year thing where we're going to, you know, we give yeah. someone's player and then say bye to them. But I, I do think now it's interesting because of all places, Getafe, very defensive yeah, right. minded. You talk about his
2: defensive frailty. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And we're talking about like a very defensive minded team. And exactly. who is on that wing? Niyom, you know? Um, mm. And he. Now, now here's now here's I think, because all signs point to this not working at Katafe because of the way they play, and it's not like they have a free spot there, regardless, right? So, um, mm-hmm. and by the way, maybe you know, I guess it's maybe a disservice to say that Kubo is only a right winger. You know, we've seen him play centrally at times. We've seen him play on the left. I mean, Kukureya has the left spot on lockdown. Because look, Kukurea and Nyom they play on the wings. They don't even play. Uh, under uh, wing back so you have Damian Suarez Neom and then Oliveira and Kukure on the other side so if you're gonna where are you gonna play him? if you're not gonna play him on the wing uh, are you gonna play displace um, Jaime Mata mm, as, mm-hmm. as a striker I, I don't know if I see that Cucho Hernandez I don't know if mm-hmm. I see that so regardless I, I guess here's where it could work um,
2: they need goals that's the
1: thing They're, these guys Katafi are free falling so, I don't know if Borderlass is looking at in that Kubo situation and be like, well, he can't help us because he doesn't defend, he doesn't um, do this. like his team is literally can't do anything right now. <laughs> they can't so maybe yeah. they just need to move shifts and pieces and bring in an attacking weapon. Maybe they need that. So maybe. that's where I think that's where I would go against the grain a little bit and while everyone's saying this can't work, that's where it could work. It's like you're joining a team who desperately needs some offense and some attacking something. So maybe he can help, mm. and and who's who's you know they need a Brian Chil. They need a Brian Giel, Yeah, every, everyone needs a Brian Chil. But maybe, maybe <laughs> can also help Kubo improve. I mean that that's one thing I think Real Madrid fans haven't really grappled with properly yet. That maybe that this actually can mm. be a good thing. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Maybe it's even worse. Yeah. But if it goes right, it's because I think Borderlass can teach him new things. And it's a, in a team that is a really good team, like, but just this year they've been so bad. They need help.
2: What is your hope? I mean, what is your uh, looking into the long term? What's your hope with Cuba though at this point? Just six months at Getafe, and then ne- you know, next come on next team or? or well,
1: I de- it, <clears throat> well, I guess it depends.
2: Spot a Real Madrid bench.
1: Well, I guess it depends. Uh, I don't see him coming back to Real Madrid next season, but I guess it depends on mm-hmm. how this Tindahetafit would go. I, if if it goes mm. well, then I think the <laughs> ideal thing for every all parties involved was is to just keep him there for another year, and see how that goes.
2: You followed his progress closely at mm-hmm. Real. I mean, how, how was how were were you impressed by his performances? The ones that he did make out on the pitch,
1: on and off, on and off, and. Mm. Usually, when he comes off the bench, he can make a, a positive impact, especially like games where you actually give him time. like it's not like a it's not like a eighty fifth minute appearance, right It's like when he comes like there were games where he came there was recently I think it was against Huesca, actually uh, a few games ago where he came in after 45 minutes and was awesome took, completely turned the game on its head, was dribbling through everyone, was getting on the end of good chances and played really well. There were other games, even in the Europa League against against really against teams that I can't even pronounce that that he he struggled he struggled even with that that open open space. So I, it was on and off. To answer your question, it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't on it wasn't what we had hoped. I'll put it that way. It wasn't terrible at times. It wasn't great at times. Sometimes it was just kind of there. Sometimes you wouldn't notice him. Sometimes. He would have flashbulb moments of three incredible genius sequences, but then mm. a bunch of other mistakes aside of that. So it was kind of a roller coaster with him. Mm. So maybe mm. in a, a structured catafe, it's just different. I don't know. But I, I'm not, I guess at first glance, I was like, let's just keep him there because I don't think it's necessarily better at catafe. But I suppose the more this goes on this way, then i'm I've become more open to it, even like since last week I've become more open to it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so we'll see
2: we'll yeah. see all the best I mean to you the boy. must be
1: a little bit surprised right because you 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 were a huge kubo
2: fan i I am I still yeah. am i mean you know his uh, his story writes itself and his talent as well this um You know, it's um, like I said, I've met many times. I was envious of the fact that obviously he's under the Madrid ranks now and Mm -hmm. uh, looks like a very talented prospect, no doubt about it. But as I mentioned at the time as well, as we talked about, it all depends as well now, you know, how you can nurture that uh, talent and, and give some progress to it, give some continuation to it. And that'll depend a lot on um, You know the manager that the style of football and play uh, the, the manager the, the the team that he uh, will play for and 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 how they can nurture that how they can hone that and, and uh, that, that, But that, that's the is es this peligro, right? That's the danger that we talked about that time where in a club like Real Madrid that buys up very young talents. Uh, yeah. only to then uh, loan them out and it and kind of it can hinder it can stunt their progress no doubt about it well, let's hope that in Kubo's case it won't or in Kubo's case that won't be the case and we can see like we said a, a talent like Bran Hill um, sort of emerge because uh, those are the talents that are going to give you know continuity as well to spanish football to la liga to be and, and, and the teams as well in la liga to uh, still be amongst the best and because there's some really great talent young talent at the moment out there that needs to be, uh, like I said, nurtured and honed.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know what like the, the timeline would be, but certainly it's. I don't think he's coming back to Real Madrid next season. And uh, he he still mm-hmm. has some. No, stadium,
2: no. Which is okay, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm okay if he takes his yeah. time with it. So...
2: He should go to Ajax, a team like that. I mean, and I would have said he should go to a team huh. like Villarreal. And that's why... Um, you know, it's interesting to hear the breakdown you just gave with with uh, Alcácer and um, Gerard, and obviously uh, Chukweze as well on the bench. Uh, Chukweze on 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 his good day, is such a phenomenal talent. It's it, it's almost a shame we don't see that more consistent because he's got some awesome football as well in his boots. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Did, did you? Uh... So we'll see.
1: I have. A, can, I, can I flip this in the, on a completely different direction now? Flip the switch. Because, uh, I'm yeah, gonna f- man. Just flip the switch, no transition. Did you see okay. <laughs> Steph Curry drop 62 last night?
2: Shit, no, I did not. I didn't actually.
1: So I didn't see it. I just saw it. But I saw, I, I saw that he did it. But then I saw his last two three-pointers to make it 59 and 62 points. And if nothing mm. else, just watch those because it was like peak Steph Curry in every sense. It was incredible to watch. Just those two three pointers, okay. like the All way right. it went down. It was like, oh, this is nice. This is nice to see this again.
2: So, oh, nice. Yeah, I want to, I'm gonna see that. Yeah. Was the commentating legendary?
1: I don't know. I I didn't watch the. I don't remember that the commentary
2: was. There was it. Was it like you know those two minutes where Steph is in the zone, just hitting. One after the other, and you're gonna come go a
0: spectacular play by Stephen Curry.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. I I think I remember this. The commentator doing. I don't think it was Mike Breen or somebody like that. Maybe it was the Warriors' local announcer. I don't know. But oh yeah, I'm sure they oh, were excited.
2: What what are his things? See, I'm I'm actually transitioning and setting myself up for a little promo here, uh, because right before we hit uh, record, I was actually going over this this. Uh, kind of docu series on uh, Barça TV Plus, for which I did some uh, voiceovering, and it's it's called the Court, and it's basically like match day, but for the basketball team, and it follows the beginning, so the arrival of Teach uh, and, and a, a whole crop, a bunch of new players um, that started off the season really well, and then the season obviously got stu- stopped, halted, like all the other professional sports in the world, for that matter, when when the pandemic hit, um, and I was just uh, can, can i play this for you like it's 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 me doing a voiceover for this pretty emotional piece where uh you know you're hearing like uh, like it, it's the, the reason why it's special for me kian and that's also another reason why i bring it up is because me growing up i don't know if you did this but uh i would like record nba like nba uh what's it called uh, nba countdown or any kind of nba game that i would catch on TV and and put it in as an original language and and just listen to certain plays like the top 10 countdown being uh, narrated kind of by, by how these highlights get get commentated by uh, announcers right especially mm-hmm. American and basketball announcers just fascinated me like the I forget their names but but you know the spectacular move by Michael Jordan or just Kent going Love down a middle going down the baseline, goes in for the school shot scores! <laughs> I would rewind that key and then listen to it over and over and over. Where I would just words would come out of my mouth, I wouldn't even necessarily know what I was saying. So for me to do this, where uh, I did this piece for the court, where I'm, I'm I'm highlighting this passionate kind of piece and these these plays for the Barça basketball team, uh, brought good feeling and, and kind of made me think that maybe I should do because. Uh, we talked about on the pod how you know, I have big respect and you as well for basketball uh, commentators and and how it's the kind of like an art that I uh, I'm almost scared like I, I, I Sometimes I have to do it because it comes with a job and it came with La Liga TV and now for Barça TV as well So I have to do matches, but I think mm. I'm really shit at it. I don't think I'm good uh, whereas with basketball I'm, I actually feel like a fish in water. I feel much more in my element and, and much more comfortable doing it. It's a different yeah, style, and, eh? and probably because I, it's a completely different style as well. And I have a, I have a, I think a better understanding and and maybe I could say passion for basketball. Like, uh, you know, I, 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 if you tell me, you know, if I'm out with, uh, you know, let's say a date night with the wife, and and you would say, Diego, you got to come home right now because. Uh, you know, uh, Osasuna's playing Getafe or, um, you know, Boston are playing uh, the Clippers. Uh, well, those are those are that's a big game. And Let, let me let me be fair here um, with all respects to, to Osasuna Getafe. Uh, Orlando mm, Knicks or, sure. or, you know, I don't know. I would almost rather go home and watch rather watch the basketball and, and that's no disrespect to my wife obviously number one <laughs> would be the wife stay for dinner with her and finish date night but if a gun is being put to my head and say you have to either watch either or i'd probably swing for the basketball because it's it's the, the sport i played the longest in my life actually i mean it's uh so yeah i don't know i think basketball commentating that's maybe something i i could see myself dab into uh, after listening to this bit of the court. Which, if you want, if you're curious, and I think it adds value to our listeners, I'm happy to play it—a little bit of self-promo. But hey, you can—I'm excited to show this piece. Well, can I don't—I
1: I don't know how it will come through to the into the recording. But why don't?
2: Well, I'll play it. You tell okay. me if it's shit. If it's—if it's good, if it's shit, you can edit it out. If you don't mind the editing work, that is. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Okay. Well, let me let's see how how it. How it hears, how it comes yeah. out. You'll tell me, huh? and I'll keep listening. You tell me to stop if you not. Massive victory
0: for Barca against the stunt. Real Madrid. The home campaign for the Europeans with a huge win.
2: Thanks. Comes the best one. Uh, I'll I'll stop it there. I I don't know how was that coming through.
1: It it came. You you can understand what was happening. He came up pretty, pretty good. So that gives me an idea. You know how, like, what? And by the way, I think the reason why the the basketball style is a little bit more. Kind of maybe easier for you or more fun for you is because it's a lot more short bursts of action, right? So there's yeah, scores on yeah. nearly every possession. There's quick like quick things to hit, rather than football. You mm-hmm. got to fill fidd- fill in a lot of space. I find right. Yeah. Man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people ask us to do live commentary. We could just do. We could just kick back, watch some basketball game, do some live commentary. The time difference kills it for you, these NBA games. Mm-hmm. But you know. Mm-hmm. If there's like yeah. uh, if there's a big game, just kick back, go on YouTube, talk some football, talk some basketball, you throw in some commentary, done deal.
2: I I, I wouldn't, you know what? The time difference is is, is obviously massive because you're talking three a.m. kind of tip off, uh, you know, depending East Coast West Coast, but that's the timings you're looking at. But I'd be up for it, man. I mean, I, I would be willing to experiment and dive into that if. Uh, that's something that we want to explore,
1: or you know, our patrons would like us to explore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, we'll. We'll. We'll wait for the feedback to come in. So, in the meantime, I gotta go. <laughs> I have an appointment. One at a time. Yes. Patreon.com/slashChurrosyTacticas if you want access to Fridays bonus shows and follow us on Twitter at ChurrosyTacticas without the Y and stay safe. Happy New Year. Diego, thanks, my man. Take care. Talk soon.
2: All right, dude. Peace, peace. Ciao.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.